we're here for Rogue Talk. Welcome, welcome back. I appreciate everybody for coming through today. Whether you're listening on podcasts, whether you're listening on YouTube, wherever. Dude, I just ate a meatball sandwich and no cap. I feel re-energized. I feel like when Mario gets mushroom, because that's how I feel right now. I feel like, you ever feel like when food just like re-energizes your health, dude? That's where I'm at right now, so. I just ate some of those and they just hit for me. Shout out, mom. Making the sandwiches, dude. Hawaiian rolls, godsend. Hawaiian rolls went way too hard. Alright, so we got a good show for you guys today. I'm pumped. Sorry to be on my phone if you're watching this. I'm just pulling stuff up right now, dude. Pumped to be back. We had to go through a little bit of a little bit of struggles through the setup, but you know what? We're back, baby. We're back. I'm bringing Sexy back. Yeah! That always killed me in that song. Because there's always a... Dude, there's always the guy in the background. I don't know, it's probably Timbaland. But legitimately, I'm bringing Sexy back. Yeah! It's always in the background. And it, it always scared me as a kid, to be honest with you. Donna. I'm bringing Sexy back. Yeah! Back in there, watch. You'll hear it. Dude, this record went way too hard to be honest. Sexy back went way too hard. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pause it and play it because I'm gonna get sued by JT. There he is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bringing sexy back. Yeah. Dude, he sounds like a girl in this record, but I, I really love it. He's feminine, very feminine. But you already know, dude. We're pulled up. Road talk. Um, yeah, I love sexy back though. That that ad lib in the background. Yeah. Always killed me. Um, it always made me think, like, dude, did he record that from the other room, dude? Like was he was Timbaland in the other room, like after a good take? Yeah. But you already know, dude. Alright, so I just finished finals, people. I made it through. I made it through the finals, bruh. I feel like um I feel like I'm LeBron, bro. I made it through the finals. That was my seventh finals appearance. I don't even know. No, that was that was probably my fifth finals appearance. Went hard on him, dude. It wasn't even that tough. I only had three finals. The one that I was really worried about, which was uh calculus, dude, went hard on it. Felt amazing walking away from it. You know that feeling when you walk away from tests and you're like way overly confident about it, but like. You feel like you could either you either did like amazing and you ran through that test or you did terrible on it. That was where I was at, but I really felt confident about it. I got my grade back. It was good. And so it worked out and you know, sometimes though, you know, you walk away from those things you're like, I could have done amazing or I could have done terrible. So shout out to anybody who went through finals this week. If you still have finals, I give you my best wishes and whether you're in high school or college or whatever, Maybe they got finals in middle school now. I don't even know. But if you're going through finals right now, I wish you the best of luck because it's hard and it's very stressful. So don't lose sight of yourself, dude. Go look at yourself in the mirror and be like, wait a second. Hold on. You're you. I'm me. Check in with the M and the E sometimes, you know, because sometimes you get lost when you're in that in them trenches, son, when you're in the trenches of finals. So you're in finals right now, dude. Calm it down. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine, dude. If you're in finals right now, dude. Calm 
down. That's all you got to do. So, yeah, but I went through finals. I only had three. It was actually really good. Very happy about it. Um, There was one that I'm still not so certain about, but we'll see what's going on. And you know what? We'll cross that bridge when we get there, fella. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. So, if there's any issues or anything like that, dude, we're going to figure it out. But I doubt that there will be. You know, we're passing classes out here. We're, 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 we're college students now. I'm a college student, dude. So, you know, you already know. But... Finals went well. Um, as soon as I got done with finals, though, like I got done with finals on Thursday at noon, and dude, we we hightailed it to the Ville of Nash. We hightailed <laughs> to Nashville, baby. We rolled up into Nashville like, what's going on? We're done with finals. We're ready to record some records. So that's what I did, dude. I rolled up in there, guns a blazing. I was shooting from the hip, looking for records, just. Just swimming around in Nashville, just looking for them, you know, just hunting for them. So, you know, it's a free country. I was out there looking for records. I was hunting. They said, oh, wait a second, Alex, what are you doing? I'm hunting. I didn't know you hunted. Well, it's open season for hit records. That's what I'm looking for. I'm hunting for them. And, you know, it was good. Uh, love myself some Nashville. You know, they always got the good food there. Especially when, because when we go to Nashville, dude, we're staying at a hotel, or we're staying at DQ's house, shout out DQ, but dude, you know that we're eating out all the time, so every time I get away from the studio, dude, and it's done, and we're it's late night cooling, you know, we're pulling up, we're pulling up to somewhere, we're, dad has always hit me with like, dude, what do you want to eat, and I'm like, uh, I lay it, I usually say, hey dad, whatever you want, but you know, we pulled up and got Chinese food the one night, what else did we get, we got McDonald's the one night, McDonald's so consistent. I've gotten my McDonald's down to a science. Like I've got my order down, so like it's legit muscle memory, dude. I pull up to that window and I just spew facts. I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. and they're like, oh, yep, got you. Um, dude, the worst though is when you pull up to McDonald's and like you you don't get anything you ordered. Now, granted, McDonald's is okay with it. Like they they're not. I'd probably give them like a B plus when it comes to that. I mean, you're still losing orders every once in a while, but. Taco Bell is the dude. Taco Bell. You roll up to Taco Bell, dude. You never get what you order. Consistently, dude. So now at this point, it's like, dude, you know you're getting something with a tortilla. You're getting something with beef, cheese, and sour cream. As long as you're cool with those four or five items, dude, you know you're going to get that. So, yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it, it may be a gordita or a, you know, tortilla or a, a, a burrito or whatever, but it's going to have those five items. And every once in a while, you're going to get some, you know, some lettuce in there. But as long as you accept that you're eating, you're going to eat beef or whatever they make, they, they call beef, you're going to eat that. And then you're going to eat whatever else. As long as it's in that same realm of five, five, you know, ingredients, you should be cool with it because they're getting the order wrong, bro. And you know that. So if you go into Taco Bell thinking that you're going to get the order that you ordered, <laughs> you're, stor you're sorely mistaken, my friend. So prepare yourself, you know. Prepare to be, what is it? There's a phrase we always say. Prepare to be underwhelmed, something, I don't know. But yeah, low expectations, high hopes. That's, I think that's what it was. Low expectations, high hopes, dude. Roll up into that Taco Bell, hoping for the best, expecting the worst. That's what it is, baby. That's what it is. And you know, you got to roll up into there and you got to say, I came here for two things. Chewing bubblegum and eating tacos. And I'm all out of bubblegum. You know? That's what you got to pull up to do. 
Dude, that phrase kills me. That's I think it's in a movie or something, but it's not, you know. It's a different thing after chewing bubblegum. But yeah, I, Nashville was dope. Got some sessions in, you feel me? We dropped a few bombs on them. We dropped a few. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we pulled up, got some records in Nashville. I love working in Nashville, and it's not all, you know, country music and people. It's not. I don't. Now, granted, we are going to get into a subject because we walked away with like two things from Nashville joke wise that me and dad just kept on saying, but we'll get into that. But dude, Nashville is so fun. Shout out to all the people that I worked with Josh, Sela, uh, who else? Dude, Runner, everybody. EQ, dude. So I love it. I love Nashville. It's great energy there, dude. I pull up and it's just like feels so good to be back, you know? And I hadn't been back there since probably summer. So it felt great to be back. It's a little chilly there, but people complain about it being chilly there. And it's like, dude, it's not. Because, you know, we're from Ohio, bro. We, we're we ready for the tundra, bro. We live in the tundra, dude. I'll, I'll roll out in, in summer with a leather jacket on and have no issues. Because we do that. We layer up on this side. So, yeah, man. Nashville's a fun time. But essentially, so listen. I'm going to break this down. One thing that we walked away with Nash from Nashville was disclaimer i'm gonna just say it right here i i i'm a fan of blake shelton i i mean i i don't really like uh country music all that much it's not really my cup of tea granted i've kind of liked it recently but like i like blake shelton as a person i never really heard any like blake shelton standout songs just because i don't really listen to anything in that world unless it like really crosses through over to pop or anything like that it's like some of the dan plus shea records and and uh kane brown and willa jones like those hit for me because i just hear them through the grapevine or they're either either people i know wrote them or whatever but don't get it twisted i don't this is not ripping on blake shelton whatsoever and this isn't like a bit like that's the thing. So I'm going to break it down for you right now. So I was in the car riding with dad and he goes, I'm going to play you something. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever, play it. He goes, hey, have you heard this? And I go, no. Turns on Blake Shelton, dude. The Blake Shelton song called Hell Right. Listen to me. Listen to me. Dude. This is no joke. I heard this thing. And was instantly like smile to my face. Hell right is the best country song I've heard. Okay. That's no cap. Not even joking around. Hell right is the best country song I've heard. And we are going to go through it. I do want to dissect this because there's so much that came up that makes this song amazing. And we are going to get into it. But listen, he plays me this song. I'm shocked. We play it again and again and again. This song is amazing. And if you disagree with me, I don't know what you're thinking. If you disagree with me on this song, you don't like America. All good. It's fine. But you don't like America. Because this song... Alright. I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling up Hell Right by Blake Shelton featuring Trace Adkins. Now, granted, you're gonna, I'm going to stop and start this a lot. And we are going to go through the video because i'm going through i'm dissecting this john all right because i don't want to get copyrighted or whatever but um dude i'm just saying this is the best country song i've ever heard 
Okay, maybe if you guys have better country songs, you can you can show me. But listen to me. This song is so good. Oh my god, I'm getting the chills just thinking about it. Alright, so Hellright, Blake Shelton. Dude, this song. Oh. I, this is one of those ones I legit heard it. No lie. Wish I would have written it. I don't even write country music. I wish I would have written this song. That's no cap on it. Alright, so let me kick it over to this. Here we go. Writing's not that. No, no, don't do that. Ever, whenever I hear ads, don't stop. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. All right. Um. All right. All right. So here's the deal. If you're listening to this, I'm gonna go through it. I'll, I'll tell you what you're saying. But I definitely recommend, dude. This is not. They're not paying me to do this. I work at the same studio in Nashville as Blake Shelton. Okay. I was hoping I'd run into this man at the studio, but I didn't, unfortunately. Um. But you know we're gonna do this. We're gonna we're gonna dissect this. Let me kick it over to this. Um, all right. Mm. Yeah, here we go. All right. So listen to me. This song is so good. Um, we're gonna kick it over. Here we go. First of all, first of all, right off the rip, dude comes in with crickets. That's a power move, okay? If you're starting a record with crickets, you know what you came here to do, okay? You're setting a scene. Blake Shelton came into the studio and said, listen, I want crickets. Put crickets in my record right now. I want crickets, all right? And you know what? He meant that, and he got crickets because he's Blake Shelton, okay? We'll keep it continuing. Here we go. Second of all, you gotta love banjos and country songs. If you don't have a banjo in your country song, it's not a country song. Because you better have a banjo in it, okay? Don't get it twisted. And up on the screen, dude, not a gonna lie, we will get into the truck thing, but they're jumping out of a truck, okay? And you got Trace Adkins over here. He's lighting the fire, okay? He's lighting the fire with what is believed to be, like, gasoline of some sort, I don't know. And he's doing it like he's peeing the gasoline out. Power move. Love it. You got a fire. You got throwing wood on the fire. Blake's in there. Ready to go. Just firing, her, firing it up. You know? He's getting ready to hell ride it up. Alright? You know. Hey. Dude. Trace Adkins' deepest voice ever um but yeah i don't know why we're skipping um hold on here let me couple boys clock oh shoot i was not ready for that dude it came in so hard for and here's the thing he comes into this record with just 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 aggression dude he comes in and it's like couple boys cocked dude he's not messing around First of all, he wanted his crickets. He got his crickets. But we need we didn't hear the dialogue that we needed to hear for the context of it. Because there is great context. He goes, Hey, hey, yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. Dude, they're having a conversation. Alright. Next. Tell him that story you were telling me. Dude. You hear that in the beginning of a record, bro? It's going down. He had me already. I was in the car listening to this. He goes, Tell him that story you were telling me. Done. Best record of the year. Best record of 2019. Give him the Grammy now. Because as soon as you hear, tell him that story you were telling me. Are you kidding me, bro? 
I'm, it's over. I, I'm already hooked. I'm already hooked. It's like 15 minutes into like an amazing Netflix show. I'm done, dude. I'm done. You got me. I'm wrapped around your finger. As soon as you say, done with that store, you would kill me. You kidding me? Power move. So that's three power moves. Three freaking bombs that Blake has dropped on this record already. Okay? First you had, I'm coming in with crickets. That's one bomb. Then you got, oh, well, uh, he's gonna tell me that story you were telling me. Bang. And then the next bomb he comes in, I'm gonna give it to him in advance, because you know what? He comes into this record with so much authority, it's not even funny. Okay? He comes in here. Couple boys clocked in. Bomb, bomb, damn, bomb, double, double, banner in it, man. Dude, you're not even ready. Here we go. Couple bump. Couple boys clocked in. Come on. Really? What are you doing? Every other record sounds. Every other song sounds irrelevant after hearing that. Couple boys clocked out. Bomb, bomb, that. Are you serious? Is there is music even is other music even worth listening to? Throw it on. Here it comes. Couple boys clock out about five. Come on, man. This took me by surprise. Dude is rapping, man. He comes in. Couple boys clocked out about five forty-five. Kind of put him in bottom and Come on. I wish I could come into a record that hard, dude. I freaking roll into a record. I'm usually like. Whatever. This dude comes in, he's like, alright, play the loop, play the loop. Couple bars come by I wish I could do that. I not that's not listen, that's not fit for everybody. Not everybody can live that life and come into a record that hard. I can't do that. I can't do that over an Alex Angelo song. I usually come in all all like a wuss. I'm like he comes in. Couple boys, I'm back. Really? Anyways, keep it rolling. Five trying to put a little hammer in their head. All right, listen to me. Listen to me. When this song, this song has so many layers to it. This is the thing. We listen to it once. We're like, that sounds amazing. Okay, we were just on the surface. We we're just scratching the surface at the meaning behind this song. Dude, we had to look up what the lines meant. Like it was a rap song. Like you had to get the references. Are you kidding me? That's how you know you have a good song. If you got people going to like, like Urban Dictionary and stuff, I almost went, this, this song made me want to go into like, uh, not Urban Dictionary, but Rural Dictionary. Like if I wish they had Rural Dictionary for this, because this song has so many little things like that. So anyways, he goes, Couple boys clock out about 5.45 trying to put a little hammer in their head. Listen to me. I didn't know what hammer in their head mean, meant. I didn't know that. I'm even tripping up trying to explain this. I'm like not even wording right. Sometimes there's just good art and it just makes you forget how to word. So this right now is for making me forget how to word. But anyways, this dude comes in. Couple boys clocked out about 5.45 trying to put a little hammer in their head. I'm listening to that, my mind's blown. I don't even know what hammer in their head means. Put the two and two together, and I got, it means that you're getting a, you're getting drunk. You're getting hammered. You're getting hammered, put, put a little hammer in your head. Okay? Don't get it twisted. I want crickets in my record. I want you to ask me a question. I want you to say, hey, yeah? Tell them that story you were telling me. Okay? 
And then I want a little hammer in her head. Okay? So, we'll continue. I can hear. I don't know why we're. Why are we skipping? I didn't order for skipping. I ordered for crickets. I ordered for. Hey. And I ordered for a couple boys out back. I'm bound to die. I don't know why we're. Alright, hold on here. Blake. Blake. Speak. Speak your piece. Speak your piece, Blake. Alright. Couple. Couple boys. Clock. Yeah. I don't know what we're doing here. But anyways, he comes in. Couple boys clock out about 535 trying to put a little hammer in their head. Standing at the liquor store trying to get by by the I mean, now listen, he has this line in it where he says, standing at the liquor store, alright? And frankly, I'm not even gonna lie to you, the first thing I thought of was back in Webkins when you'd go to the curio shop. Okay, and if you get that reference, shout out to you because you're not a boomer and you understand when Webkins was the thing. And we had silly bands, we had Webkins, and what else did we have, dude? We had, I don't even remember, I'm trying to think of more than this. We had the Scholastic Book Fair. If you had the Scholastic Book Fair, dude, and you rolled in there with $20, I swear to God, you were straight up a millionaire. Rolling into the. Rolling in the skull, he should have put that in the record. He would have like appealed to more people. Standing book fair, trying to find a book, but picked up a pencil instead. Hell right, dude. All right, but anyways, it reminded me of Webkins, okay? Because in Webkins, when you'd go, you'd go to the curio shop. All right, welcome to the curio shop. Hope you find what you're looking for, okay? And there was this bulldog or no it wasn't even a bulldog dude but it was like um it was this dog that was like manly or whatever i don't know what favorite items what are we doing here dude i don't need tutorials i know what i'm doing in in the curio shop but anyways there's this dog that looks like manly and he's like real like i don't know he's like masculine and then he comes in you come in and he's like welcome to the curio shop hope you find what you're looking for all right, and I remembered it after all these years. All these years, I remember this. Hope you find what you're looking for. <laughs> all right, I'm putting this up. I'm putting this up so you guys can see the guy. But hold on here. Welcome to the curio shop. Hope you find what you're looking for. All right, here we go. This is the guy right here. So he's got like a mustache, but he's a dog. Okay, real cute. I get it. I get what they're trying to do here. I think it was, it says, uh, Curio Shop, Artie's Rare Collectibles. Okay, so you pull up to the Curio Shop, you sell stuff, I think. All right, I think, if my memory suits me. Curio Shop. You I don't know why it's skipping, dude. I don't even know. But anyways, he pull, he, you go into the Curio Shop. <laughs> You go in the curio shop. Welcome to the curio shop. Hope you find what you're looking for. Okay? And you know you're not messing around when you pull up to the curio shop. You know that's a fact. Okay? Bring a Yeah! Um, but yeah, you pull up to the curio shop. You're not messing around, brother. You ain't messing around. Boys outside, bye, 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 bye. all right. Let's see if this works because I want to keep on going through this record. 
Couple boys out back. Standing in the liquor Yes, sir. We're back. All right. So we're going to continue with this. But anyways, it reminded me of... Welcome to the curio shop. Hope you find what you're looking for. And you know what? That should be... I should have that on the sound bar. Okay? Welcome to the curio shop. Hope you find what you're looking for. <laughs> I remember that. For, I kid you not. Probably eight years. Welcome to the curio shop. Hope you find what you're looking for. He sounds like freaking Blake Shelton, dude. He probably sampled him for this record. But anyways. Put a little hammer in their head. Trying to put a little hammer in their head. Standing at the liquor store, trying to burn a bun. The liquor store sounds like it, the the infliction that he has on liquor store sounds like. Welcome to the curio shop. That's what it sounds like. Here it comes. Ready? Standing in the liquor store, staring at a fan. Dude, you can't tell me that doesn't sound similar. Welcome to the curio shop. All right, we'll keep it together. But anyways, he says, trying to put a little hammer in there. These dudes, he's telling a story. That's what country, uh, what I was told country was about. When I didn't understand country, which was pre this record, people would always say, oh, well, it's a story, dude. This is why I love country. It's a story, okay? And then I didn't understand that until I heard this record. So we're going to keep going with this story that he was telling. But they picked up a handle instead. Okay, so listen, he, he was looking at the... Looking at the fifth or whatever, and that's basically a smaller version. And then he goes, then the picked up her hammer or handle instead. Essentially, moral of the story, they said, no, we need more alcohol. Because you know what? We need more. And they go, hell right. All right. And this is maybe one of the most crucial points of this song. Because listen, Blake Shelton, as you can see him standing right here over the truck, okay, that you got you got Blake Shelton standing over the truck, and you got Trace Atkins, he's standing over the other side of the bed, okay, they, it, you know, I know that in the country, or wherever this is, they always call it, hey, hey, we're standing in the bed, man, yeah, you want to have a conversation in the bed, heck yeah, man, and they're not talking about no bed, like, they're laying down on a bed, they're talking about their truck bed, okay, because that's what Americans do, they have a truck bed, and they talk over the truck bed, all right, but anyways, he goes, he's looking at him right now, and he hit him with the with the bomb, okay? He hit him with the first bomb. The, the next bomb was, hell right, okay? Because he wasn't even ready for that. You know he, he wasn't ready for that. Because as soon as he heard, hell right, it was, it was a rap, bro. It was a rap, okay? So anyways, he hits him with the first hell right of the record. Here we go. See, he exact he didn't understand it, but he didn't even flinch when the guy questioned him. He goes, "Hell right," and the guy goes, "Hell right." Essentially, what do you mean? Okay, he's like the other guy's looking at him across the truck bed, and he goes, "Hell right," and let me translate that for you. I'm gonna translate what that questioning of the hell right was because it was this. It was this right here. He goes, "Hell right." That means, what are you saying? And it sounds like you took two phrases and you just <laughs> them together, dude. That's how it sounds. It sounds like you took, sounds like you took, yeah, right. And you took, hell yeah. And you said, hell right. Okay? So it's, it's questionable. So questionable. Because if I'm, if I'm on the other side of the bed with Blake Shelton, he just hit me with, hell right. In my head, I'm thinking... I mean, what the heck is that? Hell right? I've never heard that before in my life. But anyways, 
Blake Shelton's response, perfect, perfectly timed, perfectly phrased, just another, all right. He didn't have time to say, listen, it's hell yeah, and we took hell yeah, and we combined it with hell, with with yeah right, and we said hell right, that's what we're doing. He didn't have time for that. He just said, hell right, with authority. So you know what? Trace Atkins heard that and said, okay. You know what Trace Atkins said? He said, okay. <laughs> That's what happened. He goes, and standing in the liquor store, coming in the band, but he picked up a handle instead. Hell right. Hell right. Hell right. Okay. <laughs> That's what it was. I'm going to tell you right now. That's exactly what I'm playing it back. That was exact, my exact translation of it. Hell right. See, he doesn't even need to be like, explain it. He just, it's with the, with the confidence that he says it with, he, he knows you're going to understand it. So basically another lesson in this story that he's already doing, because it is a story and that's what country is. Okay. It's a story. Okay. So essentially the next, the next lesson that Blake has to tell you in this record, the next is that you don't always have to explain yourself, okay? This is what I'm taking away from it, all right? Uh, now, granted, you could take away your own messages from Hell Right by Blake Shelton featuring Trace Adkins. Me, personally, I take away these things. So what I took away from it was, okay, you don't always have to explain yourself. Just repeat yourself. Hey, I want to go to the store. The store? The store. Okay. Hey, I want to go sing a song. Sing a song? Sing a song. Okay. That's how I see it. You say, Welcome to the curio shop. The curio shop? The curio shop. Okay. Welcome to the curio shop. Hope you find what you're looking for. What you're looking for? What you're looking for. Okay. That's what it is. So just don't even explain yourself. The next time you're in a public situation, don't even explain yourself. Just repeat what you said with confidence. All right, next. Couple girls with their boots on, got their Bluetooth on, t-shirts saying go Sooners. Alright, come on, dude. He didn't need to shout out the Sooners, dude. He didn't even need to, but he did. And you know what else he shouted out? He shouted out Bluetooth, bro. He didn't shout out Wi-Fi. He didn't shout out airplane mode. Dude shouted out Bluetooth in a record. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Hell right. Okay? Hell right. You're going to shout out Bluetooth in a record? I'm here for it. Okay, Blake? Whatever you want to shout out. If you want to shout out, you want to shout out turning your notifications off. If you want to shout out do not disturb. If you want to shout out Wi-Fi, I'm here for it. Whatever you want to do. If you want to shout out iOS, if you want to shout out Tim Cook, you can do whatever you want, Blake. As long as you say hell right after it and you don't do it halfway, don't want to get ahead of myself here, you can do that. Okay? Let's not get it twisted, brother. We got crickets in the record. We got Trace Adkins asking me to tell me that story. And I got a couple boys out back and trying to buy. And they got, welcome to the curio shop. Hell right? Hell right. Okay. That's what we're doing. We're shouting out Bluetooth. Keep it going. From the small town hold up. Hold up. We're missing a very crucial moment right here. All right. First of all, Trace Adkins. All right. Kind of scary, but all right. Saying go sooners. Yep. 
Yep. Thank God. All right, this is the most crucial point in the song. All right, and we've had some bombs, but don't get me wrong, dude. This is the moment. This is it. This is the freaking bomb, bro. I don't know why we're skipping again. I don't know why we're skipping. It shouldn't be skipping, I swear. Okay, anyways, I'm gonna break it down myself. Listen to me. Okay, so he goes, then the boys from the old, then the girls from the old, you know, what is it? Oh, I got it. I got it. Sorry. My memory was fading. I listened to this song so many damn times on the way home from Nashville, but anyways. Uh, he goes, but the, then the girls from the small town turn off the old town, put on the little Hank Jr. Thank God. Dude diss Lil Nas X. I'm here for it. Alright, listen, I like Lil Nas X, but I don't think that these guys, I think the beef is really not with Lil Nas X. I think the beef is with, um, Billy Ray. I don't think these guys like Billy Ray, okay? I don't think they're here for it. So, you know what, I support these guys because they say it with such authority. Then the girls from the small town turn off the old town, turn on a little Hank Jr., that's what I'm talking about. You know, they turned off that old town road. They said, that's not country. It's not. It's not country. So, shout out to them for dissing Lil Nas X. I'm kind of here for it. And I love Lil Nas X. And it's nothing against him or whatever. So I don't get canceled. Yeah, I hope I don't get canceled. for appreciating a good diss when I hear one. But listen to me, man. Couple boys outside trying to buy them name them little little hammer in the red. Um, but yeah, they go they go. Then the girls from the small town turn off the old town, put on a little Hank Jr. They said that ain't traditional enough, and I was fine with it. I so I'm cool with them just standing their ground with that, you know, because they're they want to hear that Hank Jr. Man, they want to hear that Hank Jr. All right, but the, yeah, we're gonna keep going. All right, that's what we're in. Right. Yep. She got all the rally friends coming over tonight. Hell right. Hell right. Powerful hooks, people. You come into a hook and you say, "Hell right, hell right, dude, I'm in." You had me already, Brant, man. You had me already. All right. Yeah, you had me already when it came to. When it came to, tell me that story you were telling me. But now you hooked me in even more, man. You took me and you went, ah, I got you even more with that hook. Hell right. Hell right. I know that we mentioned the last time, or one of the last episodes, how Luke Bryan had that song where it was, that's my kind of night. That's, that is nothing. That is freaking minuscule compared to this masterpiece. But, I mean, I think I think you guys get the gist of it. Hell Ride is the greatest song ever created. I'm very happy for Blake Shelton for, you know, I hope he wins all the Grammys on that. And, uh, yeah, I'll love myself some Hell Ride. That's an amazing record. And, uh, Hell Ride. But anyways, dude, in the song, wait, 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 wait. There's one more line I need you guys to hear. Hell yeah. Hell Ride. Somewhere in America. Not Britain. We're here from America! Alright, so this record did a lot of things. It shouted out Bluetooth, okay? And this is this is all before verse 2, people. He shouted out Bluetooth. He shouted out... He, he, he dissed Lil Nas X, okay? He shouted out America, obviously. He shouted out alcohol, okay? He's telling them a story. 
obviously. Love it. That's what this genre was built on. Um, What else did he do? Shouted out the Sooners. Go Sooner. <laughs> Lil Hank Jr. put that on. You know? But yeah, he did a lot in this record. Uh, I don't even need to play verse 2 because he went so hard on it. But here's the thing. This was the, this was the shocking moment. He didn't shout out trucks. He didn't. Blake Shelton forgot to shout out trucks. So my theory is that because he didn't shout out trucks, that's why they're in a truck bed in the video. Okay? That's why. Because he probably came to the director and, or his label or whatever. Listen, I made a masterpiece. Love this record. This will be the next single. It's called Hell Right. Hell Right? Hell Right. Okay. That's what he did. And then he goes, then he goes, uh... One thing. What is that, Blake? What'd you do? What's the problem, Blake? What's, what's the problem, Blake? Uh, forgot to say trucks. Oh, God damn it. Forgot to say trucks? Yep. Forgot to say trucks. Uh, I was thinking, you know, we could just do it in the video. Yeah, great idea, Blake. Hey, Blake, everybody put it together for Blake. That's what we're talking about here. This is why we got artists on our hands. Hey, load up the trucks. So, yeah, that's what they did because... Frankly, he didn't shout it out, and that's a big problem. I mean, that's like a sin in country music. You gotta shout out the trucks, dude. And if you don't shout out, I'm stressed for you. So, yeah, hell right. Hell right, dude. Hell right's my new, um, it's my new mantra. And there's also, wait, I, I see, here's the thing. Saying you know you got good art, first of all, makes you speechless. Second of all, you're going through the record, you want to end it. Like, you're like, dude, I'm good. I got it. All right, I got the point. But, dude, Legitimately, I'm like still thinking of stuff from this song. Here, listen. Ain't done nothing if you did it halfway. That's a freaking amazing line. You ain't done nothing if you did it halfway, okay? That's how I live. And then the other one is, if you're gonna raise hell, then you better damn raise. Amazing. Miss, I wish I would have written it. And you know what else I wish I would have written? I wish I would have written. Hope you, hope you find what you're looking for. Hope you find what you're looking for. Oh, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, dude. I Blake Shelton went way too hard on that record. Um, alright, so I have a question I wanna play. And uh I'm excited because I actually I love this this question was really good. I'm excited to play for you guys. Here we go. Hell right. Hell right. It's a bottle in the barrel in the night. You ain't done nothing if you did it halfway. Yeah. Alright, so here we go, baby. Here's a question. Hi, Alex. Hey. I'm Patty Platt from Ormond Beach, Florida. And my question is I recently listened to a song that you did by Peter Gabriel, and you did such a beautiful job on Thank Air you. Eyes. And my question is, when you're doing a song that you've previously heard recorded by another artist, do you yes, try to emulate the same sound and notes as they do? Or do you like to try to put your own spin on it? Each artist is different, and I was just curious which one yours is. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you so much for uh, giving that, you know, giving the, hitting my line, frankly. And so, great question. First of all, I every time I step into the studio, I aspire to make something as good as hell right. Alright. All jokes aside though. Um when it came so like every song that I do 
whether like it's a cover or whatever, it's a different situations, different ball games. So for the Peter Gabriel thing, um, I heard that song, I love that song, and so the balance there is that I want to pay homage to the original, but I also want to like put you know really put my own spin on it. So I guess my answer to your question is both because I enjoy doing both. So like specifically, I, I figure out a structure in which I can do that. So like the first half of the song is um it sounds like new age stuff, you know, but the second half, when it goes into the second verse, it sounds actually exactly like the original, like you, there's a play on it. And so I want people to recognize that. And I built that all from scratch because I didn't take it directly from the record, like sampling wise, I legit had to remake the whole thing. So it's a mixture of both. I like to take from the original, take parts that I love and pay it its homage that it's deserved because there are some things that I don't want to touch. Um, like I really wanted everything to be in there that people love about the record. So essentially I try and take like all the highlights of the record and really make sure that they're still in there so that the people that haven't heard the record before still appreciate the things that are in the original, as well as the people that hear the record for the 80th time because they listened to it when it was, when it came out, they, I want them to appreciate it too, because I want it to sound modern, but I also want it to pay respect to the other one because there are some songs that I don't want to touch. Um, there was a Paul McCartney record. I think, I think my dad wanted me to do a Paul McCartney record. That was, uh, a Christmas song. And I forget what the Christmas it's, uh, I forget what it's called, but anyways, I didn't want to do it. I was like, dude, I can't because it's Paul McCartney. I don't, I just don't want to like touch that. Like, it's just like too sacred to me. I just feel weird doing it. So, um, also it really comes down to the record because like some records, I feel like I can do stuff to and make it sound cool and some I can't. So I just feel like that particular situation I could. And so I did. So great question. I will probably do like maybe another cover or something. We're just figuring out the next song for it. I like to do songs that like I actually love personally. And I also like to do songs that maybe my fans wouldn't know if I don't do them. If that makes sense. Like I, I want to do the job of introducing kids to music that's out there that's legendary and amazing that deserves the shine that maybe they this audience wouldn't see so really it's like i've always considered myself like a gap the in-between gap between because i've always been an old soul and stuff so i listen and watch a lot of old content and i appreciate it a lot so there's a lot of inspiration that i take from those times for when i make my own music so i think why not showcase those influences and wear them on my sleeve and show them to the people that are uh growing up with me so that i can kind of you know not okay boomer them but that they don't that they you know just kind of bridge that gap because i feel like i, I have a mature outlook somewhat and i want to be able to show kids songs that you know their parents maybe love and then maybe they listen to it and they're like oh my gosh this is great so essentially i know that you can't please everybody but if you pick an amazing song that everybody loves and you do it justice Maybe you can. So I, I guess that's just kind of my thing. So it's interesting, though. It, it brings up a lot of great, great inspiration. And frankly, it also is a great exercise for me writing and, and um, production wise because I get to grow from it. You know, I get to try and take something backwards, engineer it or reverse engineer it and take it apart, put it back together and just kind of like learn things and pick things up from that process. So thank you for the question about that. I I appreciate it. Um shout out to everybody that's you know shown me love on that that peter gabriel cover because that's dope and 
I did that and I sat down like there were immense amount of hours put into that and so whenever it's appreciated I appreciate it. The love is mutual. Um So yeah, thank you for that. Amazing question. Keep on sending your questions. So I'm going to put the link back in the description. So thank you guys. Um All right. So listen to me. My mom wanted me to talk about my dating life. I don't know why because it's non-existent. But listen, dating and relationships i mean listen i'm not perfect okay i'm really not um i've had i've had girlfriends in the past and it's been good like i'm a great boyfriend like my uber rating for boyfriend is is fire okay and that's the thing i love it's great because when i'm a boyfriend dude i i'm like fully like devoted to the person commitment is no issue like i'm like very like into it it's great you know and i i I'm very trustworthy. I'm very loyal. All right. But now that I'm older and it's been a minute since I was a boyfriend, rather, it's very, very, very self-centered. I was a boyfriend ever since I, listen, I haven't had a girlfriend for a minute. Okay. So the thing is, is right now, like, I don't know. It's the in-between of finding somebody and you know meeting them and then going to get coffee or whatever it's just weird to me right now and i don't know why maybe it's because it's transitioned into college or whatever i'm just i'm not amazing at it and that's a flaw of mine okay because i get very like frustrated and i don't want to come off as like thirsty or anything like that so and dude the reality is bruh okay the reality is i get left on red too I get, I, you know, like, I'm, I'm not out here freaking player, like, dude, I, you know, I get any girl I want, any girl I want, that's not me, okay, I'm not Lil Kodak, alright, that's not me, dude, so, the thing is, is like, you know, I'm not good all the way with that stuff, so, as far as my dating life, it's just weird, because it's like, I'm 19, like, I like to go get coffee, I'm very boring, I don't go to any parties or anything like that, so I think that that's maybe why it's interesting like i feel like a lot of people my age maybe meet at parties or things like that i don't go to any parties i'm very much a grandpa in that sense like dude here's the deal i know that like social media and this is gonna get deep which i'm not mad at doing but like listen social media really does paint like a crazy picture of all these people and all i'm saying is for my i don't know about them but for my particular situation i'm a very like i'm not crazy crazy interesting like listen i do cool stuff i enjoy doing music it's what i love to do and when i say that i really mean it i mean i'm in here grinding all the time on music. i'm in nashville i do my thing that's how i spend my time that's how i enjoy spending my time i enjoy spending my time getting better at a craft that i love to do okay so that's that but when it comes to my leisure time i don't do a very good job at my leisure time so i don't do I don't go to parties. I don't go and drink. I don't do drugs. I don't do any of that. And that's legit. And, I, and again, I don't judge people who do. It's just not my thing. And so my thing is more so working on music or if I'm home, I'm usually tired because I was at a show or I was on a trip. Or I was doing something like that. So when I'm home, I really don't leave my house a ton. I really stay here and I just kind of hunker down and I watch movies. I watch two movies a day, bro. That's what I do. This is my day off. I legit had the robe on. I was cooling out on the couch i didn't need to go to a party i'm not going to a party tonight i don't go to parties i don't do that all right and that's again no offense to people that do do your thing if you enjoy doing that that's awesome me personally i just don't do that so i think that there's somewhat i've always been like an old school old soul 
and I, this is like the second time I've said this on this podcast right now, but like I've always been an old soul, all right? And I've always related with people that are older than me. You know, all my friends and previous girlfriends have always been older than me. And that's the case. And so I, the thing is, is that I just don't really relate a whole time with people around my age. It's always been up. And so I don't know. I just, I've always been in a kind of a, you know, I just feel like a league of my own as far as like things that I'm interested in and how passionate I am with music and stuff. So that's why I gravitate towards people that I work with. So like a lot of the people that I work with are my great friends because I love working with them. I appreciate them in my life. They bring great value to me as a person and then also creatively. So, and we relate on a lot of things because they care a lot about the same things. They care about music and working hard at that and having a craft that they care about. So that's the thing. And so my dating life is just like weird because I can't, I don't know. I just feel like I don't fit in and I'm, I'm a very non-unorthodox type of person. Like I, I'm very quirky. I have like my weird things that I care about. And so, you know, I don't know. It's just come. It's it's struggling. It's a struggle for me. It's not the easiest thing in the world. But I think that that's important to note that, like, legitimately. I mean, like everything you see on social media and all that. Like, not everybody's perfect, dude. And so, not everybody wants to post their flaws. I'm not afraid to talk about it because I'm very open with my stuff. So, if it means that this podcast is an outlet for me to tell you, you know, I'm not that great, I'll I'll do that. But listen, all I'm saying is I'm real. So I don't really care like what anybody thinks. I'm I'm not the best at dating as far as leading up to being a boyfriend. I'm not that great. When I am a boyfriend, I'm fire and I don't even have to friggin' ask the people that were with me because I was a fire boyfriend and I know I was. So that's that. But anyways, I just feel like it's just hard. It's a transitional state. I'd love to be in a relationship. I think it'd be really fun. But at the same time, it's like, dude, I have things that I care about a lot, and that's music and working on stuff and being able to do me and things like this, doing the podcast, doing different stuff. So I care about that. You know, that's my job. And I, I, I it is somewhat of a confusion of job, leisure. Like, I love to do it. And I know the whole thing of like, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. But honestly, that's really how it is for me. So I am very different in that regard. And I, I think that it's fine. But it's definitely just, I don't know. I've just noticed it, it makes things a little bit different and troublesome when it comes to when it comes to finding somebody of a significant other. So, yeah, that's where I'm at dating life-wise. But I kind of got into what I'm doing this holiday break. I mean, listen, like I said before, dude, this is a lot of time. I got like a month on my guys. I don't know what to do because I don't like being bored, all right? If I'm bored, I feel weird, okay? I need something to do. So today I watched two movies, chilled out, kind of get caught up on sleep, took a shower, all that good stuff. But, like, that's a good day for me. I don't need to be out and about, you know? Because when I'm home, I'm home, bro. I just want to be home in my robe and chill out like this, dude, and just be cool and, you know? So, yeah, man, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but this is what I like to do. So I... This break has been good because I am going to be productive. I mean, I already got out to Nashville once. I'll probably be out there again. I'm going to be working on records for other people and stuff and myself and getting ready to release a bunch of stuff because 2020. So you already know, fam. Uh, But yeah, it's just it's just weird right now. It's just like I'm I'm unset. Like I'm not settled. I, I have a hard time getting settled when there's nothing going on. So that's kind of what I'm what I'm figuring out, you know. And, and that's just it. I'm figuring stuff out. I think this is a time right now in college where for some reason I have a lot more time on my hands 
just because I'm not in the classroom all day. And I'm trying to figure, I have more time with me, with the M and the E, all right? So I got to check in with the M and the E a little bit more now. And, you know, it's just interesting. I'm just, I'm feeling a lot more. I'm feeling a lot more emotions, both good and bad. And I'm just trying to figure everything out. So right now it's a very transitional state. I'm a very thankful person. I'm very thankful for where I'm at. I'm thankful and I'm grateful to have these feelings and stuff like that. It's just different right now. I don't know. And I think that also the timing of the weather and how it's dark, like it's 12 p.m. when it's 5 p.m. So that messes with me. And yeah, so I don't know. It's just different right now. But I'm really not down in the dumps. It's just I'm I'm just I'm just questioning a lot. I'm, I'm always kind of thinking. And I've always been a deeper thinker. Like I've always just kind of overthought things maybe to a fault. But I don't know. This season is just dude, it's thinking season now, guys. So I'm just deep thinking all the time. I'm just, so if you see me with like a somewhat questionable look and I'm pondering life, I probably am because that's where I'm at. So, um, but yeah, that's what I'm trying to do this holiday break, people. That's what I'm trying to do. Um, but anyways, dude, Netflix has been hitting recently. It's really been fire. I've really been enjoying Netflix. I don't even watch many of the TV shows, even though I know they're probably amazing. I just been watching movies on there, man. I love watching movies. I've watched so many movies recently, and I don't know why I think that's been uh, part of why I've been thinking a lot. Like, I, I love good art. I love art that challenges me, and so I've been really entertained by that. I've been watching a lot. Watch it's like taking in a lot of art. So, with the movie thing, like I've just been enjoying movies, just like the soundtracks, diving into the credits, seeing what who the directors are, going on a director tangent, whether it's a Tarantino or it's a Scorsese, just watching a ton of their movies. And honestly, it carries over into my music so much, and I don't know why, but movies are starting to become the main source of inspiration for my for my music. Because when I'm writing lyrics and stuff, I got to be thinking of the visual. And, you know, that's kind of what my friend JQ told me about. He's like, it's a movie. You have to write your own movie in three minutes. It's figure it out. And so that's always been my kind of like that's been my outlook recently. It's like just watch more movies and take it in and then try and emulate that in, into the music world. So, yeah. And obviously I aspire, aspire to make a song as good as hell right. Will I ever? I don't know. But we'll find out. And that's why you guys tune in. You know, that's why I appreciate you guys. You guys tuning in and I checked my Spotify the other day because my friend was talking to me about it and he was like, dude, you have a great monthly listener thing. I'm like, I appreciate that because I haven't even dropped anything really. Like I'm excited to drop more stuff because I think that that's going to be exciting when all those people hear it and then more people come in and hear it. So that's the thing, man. I'm, I'm thankful for that. But yeah, Netflix has been hitting for me in this time. Um, but yeah, man, I, I've just... I'm thankful to have this time on my hands. Don't get it twisted. I, I don't want to ever sound like I'm complaining about being off or anything like that because, frankly, I, it's always feast or famine. And what I do, and what that's how I see it, it's always feast or famine, meaning that it's always either you have five shows, five sessions, and then you got to do this thing, produce this record for somebody, da, 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 full week, full three weeks, back to back to back to back to back, trips on trips on trips, or it's just you're doing nothing. And so... I'm thankful to be in somewhat of the middle, but at the same time, like I just went from finishing finals, doing a show, doing a show, doing, you know, uh, sessions in Nashville, got like, I just went from that to now like ultimate chill out. So I'm thankful. I'm still working. I never take it for granted. And at the same time, like I always use this time to get ahead. You, I always find that 
times like the holidays or days that you know everybody has off it's always a great opportunity to get ahead and i know that that's like a little gary v-ish but like at the same time it really is because you get a one-up on everything you know you get to really put in time that other people are probably taking advantage of to watch movies and stuff i would much rather be in the studio and stuff so that's the thing it gets tough for me to wind down because i just feel like that's the normal always but today was good because i really could wind down and chill out so but yeah, I still got stuff I need to do. I'm gonna work tomorrow. Yeah, it's good. I mean, even tonight we're doing the we're doing rope talk. We're in this hoe. We're doing this. So you know, it's good though. I feel good about it. I'm thankful. Um, I got some time on my hands. It's a happy holidays, dude. It's a really freaking happy holidays right now. I'm cool with it. Usually at this time of the year, you know, we get a little bit of depression. We spring a little depression in. And this time around, I'm really not because I'm really thankful. And you know what? Like, look at my stance right now, guys. If you're if you're watching, if you're just listening to this, uh, I'm crossed. My legs are crossed. And you know what? I'm cool with it. My dad said he liked it when I crossed my legs the last time. So you know what? We're in here. We're in there like swimwear right now. We got crossed legs. We're doing this. So I think that it should be more accepted for guys to cross their legs. All right. I mean, I know that people do it. And if you do anything and you just say hell right after it with authority... You can do anything in this world, but frankly, sometimes I feel like I'd get capped on for crossing my legs every once in a while, and I don't know why, man. It's because I cross my legs like Ellen DeGeneres, and there's nothing wrong with that. I should be able to cross my legs however I want, like whoever I want, because that's what this, that's what America's about, okay? It's about crossing your legs however you want, but yeah, I cross my legs like Ellen DeGeneres. There's no problems with that. I don't know why anybody would have an issue with that, but yeah, man, I don't know. I just, I do me, bro, and... And when it comes to anything, dating life, any of that, I'm not going to change me for whatever, you know, whether it's my time, whether it's doing a podcast, whether it's doing music, whatever, I'm not changing me. You're always going to get a hundred percent me unfiltered, non-GMO, keto, uh, dairy free, gluten free. You're going to get me. Okay. Even though I eat a lot of dairy and I probably eat a lot of gluten. But you know what? I'm pure me, okay? 100% me, 150% me, and you already know it. So that was a bar, but you know, I say I say it how it is out here, you know. But yeah, I'm appreciative of you guys listening because you know sometimes when I'm in here and I'm just chilling out, it feels good to talk things over. You know, you guys get to hear my inner workings. You get to see a side of me that maybe social media doesn't showcase, and that's always been a problem for me. And what I've tried to figure out for all these years is just kind of like how can I use social media in my in my advantage to showcase a side of me and i've never really found a way of long-form conversation or things like that that would really explain it it was always really the music really was a way it was an outlet of me trying to express myself but i feel like this is a new way of showing you guys really who i am and exposing you to the uh the somewhat method behind the madness here so i appreciate you guys listening and uh I'm excited because this is great. I love talking to you guys and please send in more questions because I think that it was, it was dope. Like, uh, I'm sorry to the lady whose name I forget right now, but if you're listening, thank you so much because that was awesome. And I always want to explain that stuff. And that's the thing. I have this thing right here, um, where it shows my screen and all that. If you guys ever want to see me go through a record or anything like that, I don't know how exciting that would be for you guys, but for producers or writers out there that listen to this, you know, I always do that and I'm down to do it. And I think that would be really cool because it just shows you even more into the method of the madness. But yeah, man, I'm down to do whatever. Just tweet me at Alex Angelo. Um, 
follow me on Instagram at Alexangelo and all that, all that jazz. Because you know what, dude? Keep in touch with me. If you wanted to, you know, tweet me about the podcast, use hashtag Robe Talk. We're going to get this thing booming. And, I, and it's all about consistency. I'm sorry that I couldn't put it out on Sunday. I was grinding. Your boy was grinding in Asheville. So, you know, sometimes it's going to be like that. But I'm going to try and keep it always 100 with you guys, regardless of what time I put this podcast out, you know. And the other thing is, even with the uh, with the recording nature of it, frankly, I'll go live when I can. Sometimes it'll be live. Sometimes it won't. And I, I don't think that I'm mad at that whatsoever. As long as you guys tune in and listen to it, I'm cool with it. Um, I like doing both really live or, or post it. So I just do me. Okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to march to the beat of my own drum. Like I've been doing for 19 years. That's what we do on this side. So I recommend you to do the same. I thank you guys so much for listening. Um, it's really dope. I'm really excited about this. Obviously it's, it's like, it's just a vibe, man. I feel great. It feels great to be able to talk things over and really showcase what I think, what I, how I'm feeling and just show you guys, you know, open the curtains a little bit. Open up the curtain by myself. Take a look. Um, where am I gonna be at? All right, I'm gonna be in um, I'm gonna be in Cincinnati on Sunday doing a teen night. So if you're here, uh, be there, be square, be both, or be triangle. You know, do your thing. I don't even care. Whatever shape you want to be, dude. It's 2019, America. Hell right, dude. Hell right. Uh, you know, moral of the story of this whole podcast. If you you're gonna do something, but you you can't do it. You ain't do nothing if you do it halfway, dude. That's what it is. And, uh, so yeah, man, that's all I had to say. I want to thank you guys for watching again. Thank you guys for listening. Um, again, this, this podcast is available anywhere. Podcast is available now because you know, that's how we're booming. And so, uh, I love you guys. I'll uh, see you guys later and, uh, have a great break. We'll keep in touch people. Love it.